So what happened? So you can see her computing. Like, oh okay, what goodness. do I do? Do I cry? Do I yell? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, she actually smiled because I walked in there with a cheese platter. And she's like, I brought you. I mean, I said, I'm like, I brought you guys snacks or whatever. And she's like, oh, thank you. And like all this stuff. I could do <laughs> cheese really. save the day. No, yeah. Like, I mean, if you, I'm not going to say her name, but if you want to, you can't let them know that this is actually like what happened. She was like, oh, okay, cheese is here at least. Yeah. Hey guys, welcome to Cindy Jeanette Podcast. Today we have Julia Arceri with us, wedding photographer here in the Woodlands, Texas. Hey guys, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Julia is kind of incredible, actually. And Stop. <laughs> what she means is keep going. <laughs> For those of us that are watching the video, you saw that in her eyes. She's like, yes. <laughs> she's incredible really she is like modern romance photography for weddings so her tones are warmer actually I'm not going to tell you what she does I want I want to hear from you but first I want to talk about how we met do you I, remember when we met I do it was 2017 and I think we met on Facebook and uh we had like a ton of mutual friends and you added me and then we just started chatting and we're like let's meet up for coffee and then we talked for like 5 hours or something and then you were you went to my wedding I went to your wedding and then we just were friends ever since so <laughs> I'm going to cry <laughs> Yes 2017 actually April 24th 2017 oh, Yes it was around that time yes. Yeah so I good memory No I don't I just checked my Instagram <laughs> I posted about it, actually, because there was a lot of different things that stood out to me about Julia, actually. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. But I do want to share how we met from my point of view. Okay. Right. So Julia Arceri used to be Julia Gosman. Gosman? Gosman. Gosman. My bad. So Julia (laughs) Gosman. Like Julia goes. Okay. Julia goes, man. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) So I was starting in the photography business, wedding photography, and this beautiful photographer, yes, she's gorgeous. Um, Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, she just popped up on my Instagram one day and I just, I was actually kind of afraid to follow her. I was intimidated. I was like, oh my God, her work is incredible. And I was just starting. So I'm like, oh no, my Instagram has to look perfect and amazing first before I even like befriend this person because she's like up here you know and I'm just starting so that's what it looked like (laughs) that's from my perspective and so I guess we had a mutual friend Claudia yes yes and so that was kind of like the mutual person I'm like oh my god you know her and Claudia's like yeah I know her like it's just Julia and I'm just like oh my god it's not just Julia like (laughs) it's Julia goes man (laughs) goes man (laughs) Okay, so fast forward, I guess at some point I got the courage to actually friend request you, right? Well, after that, I followed you on Instagram and you followed me back, which that was amazing. Thank you. But this is the fun part. (laughs) (laughs) One morning I'm waking up and I receive a text message from an unknown number and it's asking me if I would do their bridles. This person's like, hey, it's Julia Goss, or not Gossman, Gosman. And she's like, hey, uh, so I love your photography. I wish I had this text message. Dang it. <laughs> but it was very much like, hey, I love your photography and I'm getting married at the farmhouse. Like, would you do my bridles? And I freak out. 
because <laughs> Julia just messaged me, little Cindy nobody, who's like, what? I just started in photography. You know that I do photography. Oh, my God. Cindy, amazing. Thanks. Not nobody. <laughs> <laughs> well, so she messaged me this text message and I'm like, free. I'm literally freaking out, you guys. Like, I am you have no idea. So I immediately like wanted to respond, but I wanted it to be perfect. I wanted the text <laughs> message to come off like super cool and like, yeah, like sure. Whenever, like, let me know, like, you know, I'm available all the time, every day. Like, just let me know. But you know, not like that. But what I ended up doing is I texted her back everything that I thought I texted my boyfriend back. So, or texted my boyfriend. So basically Josiah, who's now my husband, he's my boyfriend at the time. So he knew I was getting into photography and getting into wedding photography specifically. And he, you know, he knew that I, you know, like I said, I was getting into this. So I was texting him and I was freaking out in all caps. I texted, oh my God, <laughs> Julia goes, man, just message me. She wants me to do her bridals like that. Like, but you know, all caps and uh, what's it called? Exclamation marks and all of that. <laughs> And I'm freaking out, right? Texting that. Well, I texted that text message to Julia. Yeah, I think I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I texted it to her instead of texting it to my boyfriend, which freaked me out because I was like, well, there goes my cool points. <laughs> like now she's going to think I'm crazy. <laughs> no, actually, I loved it because it's so you. And I, I actually, what happened was I'd been praying for friends like around that time of um, my life because a lot of my friends moved to like a different state and stuff. So I actually, it was a prayer for me, like come true that, you know, I felt like God connected us together. So yes, you didn't lose any cool points. Well, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wanted to cry afterwards. <laughs> it was most definitely a wave of emotions for me because I woke up and just got this really cool message from a really cool photographer that I really looked up to and totally felt like I blew it. Cause like, oh my God, now she thinks oh I'm my weird. Gosh. I really did think that it was really crazy. And then I texted Josiah and I was like, oh my God, look what I just did. And I don't even know if Josiah remembers that, but it was intense. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, after we got through that crazy, <laughs> crazy little moment for me, apparently, um, we actually set up to meet at Jane and John Doe. And that's, yes. you know, that was incredible because we did talk for so long. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah. It was like five hours. It was literally five hours. And at the time she had, or she was engaged with her uh, boyfriend or fiance at the time, Hosanna. Mm -hmm. And he even called while we were there. And I remember what he said because I heard him on the phone. If you guys know Hosanna, you know you can hear him on the phone. Like, yes. <laughs> so he was like, or he's like, oh, what are you doing? She's like, oh, we're still having coffee. And then he's like, still? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> this was because, you know, five hours later, we're still having coffee. But it was great because when I met Julia, I said I was starting, you know, and I looked up to her as somebody who had been in the industry for years already, you know, and so I had tons of questions and I didn't want to come off as like, oh, my God, just, you know, tell me everything that I need to do and like, you know, fix my life. But it really did feel like that. I was like, please <laughs> tell me. OK, so what do I do? Like, how do I set up my website? How do I do that? How do I do this? Right. So it was that way for me. And then when I met you, I mean, you really did show me a lot. And it meant a lot because one of the main things we talked about during that time is how there is so much comparison and just competition yeah. in this photography industry. And I know that that's like, you know, all over, not just within photography. Right. But when I was walking into it, it was a really difficult time for me. You know, yeah. um, I did have some people that were just kind of like, oh, you're not going to do well in that. Don't do it because it's a really saturated market. You know, mm -hmm. I literally had somebody tell me that. Yeah. No, for real. No, I've seen, I mean, 
I remember thinking the same thing myself whenever I was starting out and I was like Googling like how much do photographers even make and it was like saying like barely anything you'll basically be like a starving artist you know living on the street and so it's discouraging people will tell you like you're not gonna make any money blah 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 but I say don't listen to the naysayers you know just do your thing whatever you feel in your heart so I'm really glad you pursued it I'm glad that I pursued it and you know everyone's journey is different so yeah and so the main thing for us was talking about that and how to like basically conquer that comparison You know, and for us during that conversation that we had, I think we ended up deciding that it was like, you have to know who you are and what makes you stand out. Yeah. You know, and if you're just, you know, creating a carbon copy of what other people are creating, then you're not standing out. Right. You know, so that's what something that that's what I loved about us. It's like you are the definition of modern, romantic, warm photography Mm -hmm. to me, you know, and I'm like, if you know, you ask a wedding or a bride ask like, Hey, like, what is your style? Do you like the bright and airy or do you like the more warmer tones? You know what I mean? And it's Mm -hmm. like, and that already helps you kind of narrow down who you're going to go with and all that. But it's like owning who you are is so important. Yeah, definitely. And like when we met, that was something that you told me, you know, you're like, just do you. Yeah. And it was so cool. And it was really nice because I didn't know what to expect. I thought like, oh my God, like she's never going to want to help me in photography because she's a photographer herself. Why would a photographer want to help another photographer? You know, yeah. like it just normally people would see it as like, oh, you're just my new competition. Right. A lot of people do see it that way. Um, but I just honestly, I believe God's going to bring you whoever is your, whoever you're supposed to be working with, whoever's supposed to be a bride of yours or a client of yours you know, you're not going to lack like, so investing in other people's, you know, lighting other candles is not going to make yours go dim, you know? So I've always kind of stood by that. So I love, you know, sharing whatever I know, whatever can possibly help other people. Like apparently, you know, people have told me like, Hey, I learned a lot from you, but to me, I'm just like, I'm just winging it, you know, I'm just doing it like everyone else. So I mean, yeah, that's kind of where I stand, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. And so you said the candle, what was it? I mean, I forgot how that saying goes, but it's like your um, your candle doesn't br- like burn any brighter, like if you dim others out or something like that. You know what I'm talking about? The saying, you know, the saying <laughs> <laughs> we look at Josiah, do you know the saying? <laughs> well, so let's go something ahead. like that. So let's I want to hear about how you started in photography. Do you remember? I do remember. Um, so I worked at a grocery store in Houston, H-E-B, for any Houstonians. Um, and I worked there for like five years. And um, I didn't, I went to Bible school. I didn't go to college. And I just didn't feel, um, I just knew there was something out there more than like H-E-B and stuff. And I just, but I didn't pursue any of those like other careers. That, like everything on the list of majors kind of looked boring. So I never really pursued that. Um, but I always prayed like, God, give me something creative that I can do that can make me money and that I can enjoy doing and like make a living off of that. So um, I didn't know what the heck it was going to be. I just wanted it to be like a creative thing. And I didn't even know that I was even good at photography at the time that I prayed that. Who told you you were good at photography? Um, well, I think it started when I got an iPhone. and um, An iPhone? An iPhone. An iPhone told you? Yes, an iPhone told me. (laughs) I didn't know they could talk. Actually, they can. Oh, my God, Siri. (laughs) They can. (laughs) Uh, 
Um, yeah, but I got an iPhone. And I started like taking all these pictures. And the main reason I wanted an iPhone was to take pictures. And I was so obsessed with the picture taking capability on the phone. So I would just take pictures at all these angles and then like put a little Instagram filter on them and then post them. And people like friends just started telling me like, hey, you're good at this. And I'm like, nah, that's just like I love the, that. the Instagram filter. You know, it's not me. <laughs> so I didn't believe them. Um, but then this one girl... Um, a Facebook friend who I like went to high school with or something was like, Hey, I want you to do a photo shoot of me. And I was like, okay. So I knew my dad had like your iPhone. No, she (laughs) wanted a, like a legit photo shoot. And I was like, I don't know how to use a camera, but I knew my dad had like a DSLR that he never used. So, um, I asked him to borrow it and then he gave it to me and then it sat on my house from, uh, sat at my house for months and I kind of forgot that it was even there. And then she canceled on me. And then, um, So one summer I was just kind of going through a hard time and I just decided to like dive deep Mm -hmm. into like just I threw myself into learning photography as like a distraction. Yeah. And um, then I started. What did you what did you use to learn? um, I used Google at the time. There wasn't as many resources available. This was like 2012, maybe. So there wasn't nearly as many resources available as there are now, like YouTube and stuff. So I literally just did Google and kind of had to learn a lot of stuff just by experimenting and everything. Um, And then within a month, like um, I just decided I'm going to get like a business license or like a DBA was like 16 bucks at, you know, whatever the courthouse and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And then I started um, just charging people because they were like, hey, I want to shoot. And I would ask friends like, hey, I'm building my portfolio. Do you want to be my model? And we'd go town, you know, whatever the trends were those days, like the the railroad tracks or something like that. Oh, we should bring those back, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Joking, do not do that. Never, never do that. (laughs) Yeah, but we do like, you know, shoots and stuff wherever. And people started kind of just saying like, hey, you're good at this, you're good at this. And so I was like, hmm. So I did a few weddings here and there. And then, you know, I still was working like a full-time kind of job. How did you get that first wedding? Man, this girl found me and she asked me to do her wedding. And I think I... I went to Bible school with her and I was like, okay. And it was, uh, I only charged her $300 and yeah. 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 I I don't charge $300 for much anymore, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, I was like, okay. And I was so like worried about this wedding and looking back, I mean, it's, I've come a long way (laughs) definitely, but everyone does. So, um, but yeah, it was, that was like, she's the first one that kind of like trusted me and took a chance on me and stuff. And so she found you, she just was my Facebook friend because, you know, she saw me posting pictures and we knew each other in real life. So, Mm -hmm. you know, so she asked me like, Hey, I don't have a big budget. Can you do my wedding? And so I did. And then I got like a few weddings here and there, like just people randomly, you know, mostly Facebook friends. Um, so it was just people seeing my stuff on Facebook and every time I did a photo shoot I would just tag 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 anybody like on Facebook and add them as a friend and be like hey you know I'd really appreciate it if you just tell people about me or let me tag you or give me credit and stuff yeah and so it kind of so didn't have like a contract set up yet where no. people yeah yeah didn't do any of that I just kind of like I was I was pretty cheap and I was just kind of like you know just let people know, you know, (laughs) word of mouth. Yeah. Word of mouth. It it works. It still, it still works really well, but Facebook and word of mouth was kind of how I started. Um, so yeah. And then it, and then I looking back, I was like, wow, this was an answer to prayer. And then, um, yeah, I did photography part-time for like, I don't know, three years. And then, um, in 2015, I really, 
was unhappy at my office job where I was like working in accounting. I got like a connection, somehow got this job and it was definitely not for me. And, yeah. you know, I was just feeling like I really, you know, need to be doing something that I love. And I felt like a stirring to kind of, I was Googling stuff in traffic on my way home from the job, like how to leave your in job. In traffic? <laughs> no, I mean, standstill traffic. Yeah. <laughs> Not while driving. I don't condone that, but, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was Googling stuff like on my way home, like how to leave, how to have the courage to leave your full-time job to pursue what you really love. Like I remember Googling stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so God just made it clear, like, this is the step you need to take. Like, Hey, it's time, like step out and do it. And so it was scary. Um, it was honestly scary to do it, but once I did and I had, I got like a little part-time job for like, um, a few months in the beginning mm-hmm. and then they had to let me go cause they couldn't like pay enough people, like, you know, Mm -hmm. so they let a lot of their staff go. So I was just, you know, for a few months I was, had a little cushion, but then after like, after that, I was like, okay, it's just photography and I'm just trusting God. So, um, and it's been five years and I've increased like every year ever since. And it's been awesome. So that's awesome. Yeah. So whenever they, they, you know, let you go, is that when you set up your website or at what point did you decide, okay, I need a website. I need, you know, all of that. So I set up my website, like even before I left my full-time job, So I just, um, I had my brother like make it for me. So I was like, okay, I had like put in my two weeks and I was like, okay, it's time to start like doing this. So as soon, like pretty much the day after I think I left, I just like blasted out my website, let everyone know on social media, Hey, this is what I'm doing. You know, if you know anyone that needs photography of any kind, like let them come to me, blah, blah, blah. So I just kind of made, made like this big announcement and everything. Do you remember what year that was? That was like February of 2015. Okay. And so you were still using Instagram as a personal account or was that already a business account? It was kind of both at the time. And I really transitioned maybe like a year later because I was still posting like pictures of myself and everything like that. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes I'll do that still. But um, but yeah, it was kind of like a mix. So I didn't really use Instagram that much till maybe like. 2017 or something like that so I yeah I really only used um, Facebook in the beginning like mainly so Mm -hmm. yeah well thank god you started using Instagram because that's when we found each other yeah Instagram (laughs) is a game changer for sure it really is it's huge so do you want to share any tips honestly I don't have like a whole lot of tips for Instagram like I got a quite a like more followers once one of my pictures kind of blew up I guess and a lot of big accounts kind of started sharing it so that's kind of how I how got did that happen though um I had pretty clients <laughs> <laughs> um I mean honestly it's just like yeah this uh I took this picture and it was like the sparkler exit shot and it mm-hmm. was just I don't know it was not like a picture that I worked super hard for it was like super creative but it was just like the way that everything was kind of set up it just ended up being really pretty her dress you know they were a cute couple um it was sparklers and everything and so a lot of these big pages start sharing it and then I got started getting a lot more followers how did they find those or how did they find your photo so so I would tag and do hashtags so you know I wouldn't do a whole lot of page tags but now every photo I post um I do a lot of page tags to like wedding stuff because most of my photos are like wedding or engagement. So it's like whenever you go in and tag like your client, you also mm-hmm. tag like the actual like account? Yeah. Yeah. So I do that. Um, every time I tag the client, I tag any like wedding accounts or any vendors that were involved and stuff like that. Any mm-hmm. florists and, 
you know, any, you know, Houston local pages, any big wedding pages and stuff. Yeah. And then I use like a block of hashtags that I just save in my notes, copy, paste immediately after posting it. And then I just, you know, let it do its thing. So um, whenever that one picture at first I posted it, it got like, you know, a bunch of likes within like a day. And I was like, oh, wow, that's never happened before. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. And um, yeah. And then they kept sharing it like accounts kept like finding it from other big accounts. And then they would keep sharing the same like picture. And then I took another photo that was shared a lot. So there's mainly like two, three photos that like accounts kept resharing. And I think that's how it kind of got out. So it was kind of just... you know, a lucky thing, but a lot of, you know, it's hard to grow a following organically sometimes. Mm -hmm. So, cause you know, but I would say tag, you know, tag all the wedding pages or whatever, you know, industry you're in, like, you know, if it's like mom togs or whatever like that, tag all the mom tog pages, look up what they are and then local hashtags. And then like, do you follow them as well? Yeah, I follow, I follow a variety of stuff. So I follow, you know, whatever kind of draws my eye and whatever I'm like, wow, that's good. Yeah. So it's like what you like and then you attract more of what you already want, right? Yeah. A lot of times. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of how that works, you know, just, you know. And do you have brides that reach out to you like on Instagram? Yes. Instagram is probably like the main thing that brings in um, my clients nowadays is just like, you know, they'll find Mm -hmm. me from a hashtag or um, they'll say like, hey, I clicked on this hashtag and it was like a lot of your photos were on there and I kept being drawn to yours and I'm like, oh, cool, I guess it's working. So that's amazing. (laughs) So yeah, a lot of people, I make people um, fill out a form on my website and say like, how did you find me? And most of the time it says Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Instagram's a game changer. Julia has a hashtag? I do. I mean, I don't know. I actually don't. (laughs) (laughs) we're creating one right now okay let us know what it should be (laughs) julia goes man (laughs) that does not sound no it doesn't (laughs) anyways no so did you kind of shift over because it sounds like you started on facebook and your Mm -hmm. word of mouth and you kind of just like shifted over into instagram or do you still do facebook um i still do facebook my my facebook page but i don't get as many people that find me on facebook Mm -hmm. but a lot of people still do and they do a lot of facebook ads and they find a lot of success with that honestly i pay so little for ads and anything like that like I just kind of let it happen and just like whatever is supposed to come to me will come to me Mm -hmm. so I'm very like frugal I guess when it comes to like spending money on ads because I've done it before and it didn't bring in a whole lot for me so I'm like I don't want to waste my money if it's I can just so you've done like Facebook ads I I did do them a bit in the beginning but I didn't really see like a whole lot maybe there's a new way because Nowadays, I need to just play around with it more if it, you know, but honestly, I'm like, I'm pretty full with my schedule and I don't really think I can take too much else on. Thank you, Instagram. Yeah, Instagram. Who are the makers of Instagram? Who owns them now? Facebook bought them out. Oh, sad. (laughs) Sad day. Yeah. Well, thank you, Instagram. Yes, Instagram. It's amazing. Thank you, brides that actually follow those hashtags. You know, like whenever we met, we were both like, well, actually, I wasn't engaged yet. Was I? I think you were. Yeah, we were. Yeah. Yeah. We got married at the same wedding venue. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yep. But I did. I followed those hashtags. Yeah. You know, like I went on Instagram and just like wedding inspo mm-hmm. or, you know, wedding photographer yeah. or all that stuff. And I mean, it's true. Yeah. Like using is. those hashtags is imperative. Yeah, it's true. And then tagging the location. What do you do? 
Um, yeah, geotagging the location is definitely huge. I usually do like whatever venue or if it's like, you know, nowhere in particular, I'll just put like Houston, but I try to be as specific as I possibly can so that, you know, people that want to shoot in that location can find me. So, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So also I want to talk about a little bit emails. Emails. Yeah. Okay. Because like, okay, so you have somebody that reaches out via Instagram, right? Do you ever convert them into an email? Like, I guess, how would you say that? Direct them over. Yeah, direct them over to an email. Yeah, so usually they'll be like, hey, are you available? I'm like, yeah, would you? um, Sometimes if I want more details and stuff, I'm like, can you fill out this form? And I'll uh, direct a link to the form. And then they can fill out all the information, the date, the venue, the, you know, anything else they want to tell me and stuff like that. And yeah, so then they'll fill out the form and I'll usually respond to the form. Yeah. So the reason I bring that up is because the other day, Julie and I were talking and about this podcast and her husband, who's an incredible videographer, mm-hmm. Hosanna. Yes. Hosey. <laughs> so he was talking about emails, mm-hmm. you know, and I kind of wanted to share about that. I mm-hmm. thought that that was awesome. You know, so Julia, tell us like, what is it like whenever Hosanna receives an email? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Well, he's a guy, so, you know. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) I think guys are a little bit more, like, straightforward and, like, keep talk as minimal as possible and short sentences and stuff. But, I mean, I think that, you know, I have kind of, like... I guess an email that's kind of like says all the key things that I need to say to people whenever I respond, but then I go in back in and kind of personalize it and everything to fit exactly what they're talking about and like Mm -hmm. note on anything that, you know, they were concerned about or anything they had questions in particular about. So yeah, I think it's important whenever, you know, you want to talk to somebody that you make it personable to them and not like generic and stuff. So yeah, yeah. That's kind of like, you know, what we were talking about with Hosanna and just kind of like, hey, you got to like, you know, (laughs) guys are straight shooters a lot of times. But like, you know, just adding a little bit of, you know, personality, I think is important. So, um, yeah. So Josiah does that, too. Yeah. It's a guy thing. I guess Josiah does this thing. Well, okay, so guys, if you don't know, Josiah is my husband. Yes. And he's also a videographer and he was my second shooter Mm -hmm. is still my second shooter. Yes. People don't like second shooter, like the word shooter. But what, like, what else would they be? I don't know. That's what I call it. <laughs> <laughs> well, so Josiah, when he receives an email, he just responds like casually, like, "Okay, here's your answer." You yeah, know? that's and yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much. I guess it's fine, except for whenever I respond, I always see see it like, "Why are they so dry?" You know what I mean? <laughs> like, where, like, where's your personality in there? I include emojis. Do you include emojis? Um, not in emails usually, but texts for sure. Whenever oh, I, I text people. Basically, if you are emailing me, it's probably as if you're texting me. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, there's going to be email or emojis. And, and I, I love do, that. That's awesome. I mean, I just do it. Yeah. I, whenever I receive a form or inquiry, I just respond as if I was responding to my friend. Yeah. I always do that. And Even I think if that I've adds, never met this person. Yeah. You know, like I respond and I make sure to ask a question, you know, and all those things, not just like here's my pricing. Right. Exactly. (laughs) And I think that means a lot to people because I remember when I was a bride looking for stuff, I appreciated that personally. And when people showed enthusiasm and they wanted to like work with me and, you know, help me and everything that, you know, I was like, okay, this person is excited to be on board. And people who were more dry, I was like, oh, they're not as excited. So I'm just going to like not leave. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It just makes a difference, I think. So I guess, and then I guess for me, and like whenever I received emails like that, where it's like, hey, what's your pricing? 
You know, yeah. have you ever received that? I have. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, it's like an email that says, like, what's your pricing? And then you have to ask a million questions to figure out what you want pricing for. Yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, for what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what do you think about that? What are your thoughts on having pricing on the website? You know, having either starting price or just your entire pricing on there. What are your thoughts? Um, I usually, well, not usually what I have on my website is, um, just kind of a range for people to kind of get an idea. So I put like a starting price and ending price. Like you can expect to pay somewhere between this and this, depending on, you know, hours of coverage and blah, blah, blah. So it, they kind of get a range, you know, so that will kind of deter people who don't, you know, have the budget for that, I guess, to not really, you mm -hmm. know, inquire as yeah. much. So not to like disappoint them whenever they get that back. So I, yeah. I don't know. I don't put my whole pricing. Some people do, but I put a range. Yeah. I think finding your style is really important because um, I used to be kind of all over the place and I couldn't decide like what kind of style I wanted to be. Like yeah. you were saying, like some people like the light and airy. Some people like the, you know, bright and vibrant and colorful and clean. And some people like the moody and, you know, so. Some people like black and white. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So you kind of, I think for people to kind of know what they're getting out of you, you have to have a consistent style. And sometimes you just got to re-edit your old stuff to fit your now style. Is that and what you did? I did. I had to edit, re-edit some stuff and like update my website with my current edits and stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, having a consistent style is really important to people, I think, whenever they're looking for somebody, because then it kind of shows like, what. Well, I don't know what I'm going to get, but you know, if you don't have that. So I think having that is important. Once I nailed down my style, I kind of started getting more in inquiries and they were all from people that said like, I love your style. Yeah. So that's huge. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up because yeah, like knowing what your style is, is incredibly important. Yeah. It's so important. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that's like a game changer. That's what should be the thing that draws people to you, not your pricing, but your style. And, you know, that way they value you more and you're not wasting your Correct. time, you know, because yeah. some people used to come to me whenever I was inconsistent and be like, oh, I like you because you're cheap. And <laughs> but then they wouldn't, you know, appreciate and your work as much and you didn't feel like valued as much. Mm -hmm. um, but once I started getting people drawn to me because of the style that I did, they valued what I brought to the table more, I think. Yeah. Did you have a story that you'd want to share from the beginning? Oh, man. No, I can't think of a story in particular. I'd have to think a while for that. I can't think of anything. But I just in general, I, yeah, I felt the difference like. Yeah. I, I have a story. Okay. I know this is the Julia podcast. Go. <laughs> no, I want to hear Julia it. Julia featured podcast. Um, my story in regards to what we were talking about, about finding your style. Mm -hmm. I had one wedding when I started where I was like still tweaking my colors mm -hmm. and I was still kind of learning Lightroom. Mm -hmm. So I was learning, okay, cool. You can totally slide the green slider all the way to the left and make everything just gone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like have no greens. <laughs> yeah. You could do that. By the way, guys, if you didn't know that, now you know. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, at that time, that wedding, I remember calling it and thinking, wow, this is such a pretty wedding. It's going to be awesome, whatever. And then, you know, I was experimenting with my style. So what my bride that hired me was or expecting wasn't what she actually received. Yeah. Okay. And that poses a problem. Yeah. Because she, she was expecting... Happy something that I produced before yeah. and she received something that was like Cindy in transition, mm -hmm. you know, and it wasn't even like my style that it is like what my style is right now. Yeah. This is actually the one and only wedding that this has ever happened. And I realized really quickly because she actually, 
you know, almost cried whenever really? she received her photos. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. And that's terrible. Yikes. You know? And like, the thing is that I remember laying there. Okay. So I was editing and laying down on the couch. So I was laying down and being like, oh my God, this is so cool. Lightroom can do so much. Like, <laughs> you know, like I was, yeah. I don't know if you've ever been that way. Yes. It's like when you discover Lightroom, <laughs> you're not using Lightroom, use Lightroom. Yes. Okay. So, but don't, don't freak out. It's a lot, but don't freak out. Well, that was my story. Like that was the thing that kind of made me realize that you have to be consistent. Yeah. You have to be consistent, not just for yourself and your brand and your aesthetic. Mm -hmm. It's for your brides. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. And it's like, this is their wedding day. It's so important for you to understand that too. It's a big responsibility. It is. And until like you are, you know, a future bride or walking into that as a wedding photographer, you don't really understand you know, so whenever I was a fiance, mm-hmm. I realized all that it actually takes, you know? Yeah. So anyways, that was my story. That yeah. was really sad. I'm sorry, bride that received those interesting photos. <laughs> they weren't that bad, you guys, actually. They weren't like <laughs> terrible. They weren't like black and white or anything. I didn't like desaturate the green. So like no green. I didn't. But pretty much. <laughs> yeah. No, but looking back at my old stuff, I'm like, man, I have totally evolved from that. Like it's totally different. And it was all over the place before. And I was like, let's do the matte vibe and let's do this vibe and let's do like super blue and cool. And did you ever do the like early 2000s with like the angled shot? Yeah. In the beginning. You did did that. Yeah. Some, not like a whole lot, (laughs) but yeah, it was rough. I didn't even do that. (laughs) It's okay. It was 2012 that I started. So yeah, that was like color selected. Should we bring back the color pop? Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. All black and white with like, yeah, yeah. color selection. We should bring it back. Oh God. We should do that. No. Yes. <laughs> we can make a preset of it somehow. Beautiful. <laughs> oh yeah, we can. Cause I mean, it'd be super easy. Just, just bring, desaturate le- everything, desaturate everything and leave red. Yeah. You know, <laughs> let us know if you want that preset. <laughs> we'll link it in our bio oh my. for free. <laughs> no, don't do that guys. Required. Don't do it ever. Ever. Okay. <laughs> if we save somebody from doing it, and this podcast has been worth it (laughs) but really you guys in early 2000s that was a thing yeah and that's why again it's so important to know even whenever I started it was kind of still a thing like 2012 yeah a lot like it was neon and like pops of color there was neon I never knew about that like neon yeah there's yeah well (laughs) editing is important know your style yes okay so I want to hear about what it's like to work with Hosanna um, well, we kind of work separately, but together, I guess, like we, we have our own schedules. We have our own times that we work on, but working weddings and stuff, we, you know, had to kind of, you know, at first I think we butt heads a little bit really? and, and we'd kind of like get in each other's space and be like, Hey, get out of my space. Like the, I need to get this shot. No, I need to get this shot. And really? <laughs> I can't hear you guys say that to each other. So we are doing it like under our breath basically, but <laughs> actually I can hear Hosanna saying something yeah, like that. It was mostly him. <laughs> <laughs> Hosanna's just going to have so much fun listening to this podcast. I know, poor guy. <laughs> we love yeah. you, Hosanna. Yes. I love you. She but loves yeah. you more. Yes. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, we kind of, I guess a little bit, you know, in the beginning, I mean, we've been doing this together for a couple years now, but now yeah. we work together really well and like make a game plan, talk to each other beforehand. Like, okay, I'm going to be doing this and run around. It's usually that we, you know, in the ceremony and stuff. So yeah. 
you know, and once in a while we'll get into each other's shots accidentally and be like, oh, sorry. And then we'll just kind of, but we usually talk and like, okay, and kind of coordinate. And so just, he does videography and mm-hmm. you do photography, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that's nice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's very nice because, you know, people are like, do you know any videographers? And I'm like, actually I do. So yeah, it's very nice. And, and it also helps on the wedding day that the videographer is not just setting up a tripod in the middle of the aisle. Yes. Yeah. I wouldn't let him do that. <laughs> I'm like, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It happens, you guys. It does. Yeah. And then you can't get like everything's ruined. <laughs> basically the entire wedding is ruined because of that videographer yeah. so if you're that videographer please stop doing that no tripods in the middle of the aisle maybe please. in the back maybe in the back yeah no if they're in the back it's totally different yeah but i mean you want to get the kissing shot as well yeah you know so be considerate of others yeah this one time i had a wedding uh, videographer that was literally like walking into my shots because he was getting those like moving shots constantly Goodness. you know what i mean yes. so if the if they were like spinning and dipping he would literally walk right in front of me whenever he's dipping the bride the groom is dipping yeah. the bride. has that yeah. ever happened to you oh yeah there was one guy and luckily he talked to me beforehand a few months ago even and he was like i'm going to walk down the aisle backwards as the bride is walking down and i'm like no <laughs> don't don't do that <laughs> Because <laughs> that will ruin everything. Like for me, that's an important moment that I need to capture. And I'm like, can you just stand at the front with me and just kind of like capture it? Like, I know you have a wide angle lens, but like this, that's not really fair. So, you know, yeah. so I mean, we talked and we kind of settled things out and, you know, but communication with videographers is very important, especially like when you get there and be like, mm-hmm. hey, what's your plan? Hey, that's probably going to not be good. Like, like for me, if you do that, like, can we negotiate, you know, yeah. stuff like that. So I've never not gotten along with anybody, you know, just communication, being friendly, yeah. being easygoing and stuff is important, I'd say. Mm-hmm. So for, again, talking to that future wedding photographer extraordinaire that's listening. Yes. Communicate with the other vendors. Yes. Overly communicate. Do not be to. afraid of them. Yeah. I was afraid of them when I started. I was yeah. like, oh, Okay. I'm the photographer. I need to like, you know, do my thing and they'll be doing their thing. But it's like, it sucks because you want to get a certain shot. Talk to them and say, hey, guys, I really want to get this shot. So how about we work something out here? Yeah. And I'd say like to be a photographer, you kind of have to be a little bit bossy. The, what, a lot they, of it. Yeah, a lot of it. Like you're it's Hold like hurting. we're repeating yeah. that <laughs> for those that need to hear it. Yes. Because there are some people who aren't sevens or eights or threes or people who mm-hmm. are very assertive. Yeah. Okay. You have to be bossy. Yeah. On the day of the wedding, you have to be bossy. Um, Especially during family shots. Yes. Because that is like herding cattle, like literally. <laughs> <laughs> And everyone knows it. I even tell the brides that I'm like, this is going to be the most stressful part of your day is the family photos like afterward, because some aunt will be like mingling or drinking a cocktail over here. And then like this cousins over here and like, okay, guys, we have to like come together, get this over with because we're on a time crunch right now. Mm -hmm. So yeah, people don't understand that you are on a time crunch. Yeah. And it's interesting that they don't understand that they are literally the ones that can hold you up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Make you get closer to dinner time. Yeah. So I literally am like, I don't mind calling them out. I'm like, hey, you get over here. So you have to you have to. Yeah. I mean, so, you have to do it nicely, guys. Yeah. OK, just because do it with a smile. You cannot go to your wedding this weekend and tell them, well, Cindy said that I can be bossy. Yeah, like, you can't do that. Do just, it with a smile. Just yeah, be like, just like, hey, hey, guys, like, you know, we want to get dinner or get to dinner or whatever sooner. Let's cooperate or something. I don't know. Yeah. And the groomsmen can sometimes be a little rowdy, too. But usually they're fine. 
but sometimes you have to reel them in. So do you go and like talk to the groomsmen before they start getting rowdy? They're usually rowdy as soon as I walk in the door. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, that's how it works. And I'm like, okay, guys, just just be yourselves. I'm, you know, because I get candids like when I first get there. So I'll yeah. do candids and be like, hey, just don't even pay attention to me. Just interact amongst yourselves. And I'm just going to, you know, capture y'all in your natural habitat. Have you ever had someone steal your camera? No. And take pictures of the groom? No, I don't. While he anyone. was getting dressed? No. And did you end up with photos of the groom and his boxers? Have you? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That is why you have to be bossy. Yeah. No, I wouldn't let anyone touch my camera. I don't try. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, baby Cindy was like, oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, sure. (laughs) I don't know. As long as it didn't break. That's good. That's yeah. It did not break. But I had to cull through those photos. Oh, gosh. Which is not fun. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) Some interesting stuff goes down at weddings, even if you're the one taking the pictures and not someone else. Yeah. So random question too, like what are your thoughts on a wedding planner? Like a wedding day planner? of actually, I mean, they have coordinator. They're usually great. Usually I've worked with great wedding planners and stuff. Do you think it's imperative for a bride to have? Um, yes, I do. Because I have had weddings where they didn't have one and I ended up being the wedding planner because everyone's like, what do I do? What do I? I'm like, okay, this is what's next. This is, you know, so I ended up doing two jobs instead of one. And, you know, then everything's just kind of chaotic. And I think, you know, for anyone questioning whether or not you should get one, like for sure, get one. That'll make your day so much easier. Your, your mom's day so much easier. Cause usually it falls to like, you know, a parent and, or like a cousin or a friend or or sister, sister. whoever. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I think like some people just don't think about it. They're Mm -hmm. just like, wait, no, I don't need a day of coordinator. Yeah. Like it's just not even, you know? Yeah. Well, what I would say is like, suggest at least having someone like, even if it is your aunt or your uncle or whoever it is at the time, because I've had a bride actually have an uncle who did a great job. Yeah. Better than a lot of normal, you know, day of coordinators. Yeah. But the thing is, you know, someone that would love to boss everybody around that that day. (laughs) You do, you know? And so ask them and if, and they might really enjoy that better or more than just, you know, sitting down watching everything go down yeah (laughs) you know they probably would enjoy telling you hey now it's when you're gonna do this yeah you know so you know ask them don't be afraid to ask them if it's not in your budget to hire a day of coordinator then ask someone that you know yeah but definitely have someone yes because it will fall on the wedding photographer Mm -hmm. because the wedding photographer has to make sure that you get the shots that you want Mm -hmm. you know it's true yeah. And so if the cake cutting isn't happening yet and everybody's been dancing for six hours and, you know, and the wedding photographer is going to leave in 10 minutes, they're going to leave in 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, but the day of coordinator is going to be the one that's going to be like, hey, you're leaving in 10 minutes. We haven't gotten the pictures of the cake cutting. We need to do that right now. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. I mean, weddings that have at least somebody to be able to coordinate and to kind of get the timeline, you know, going and stuff do so much better than weddings that don't. And I've had both experiences and I recommend to every bride that asks, I'm like, yes, you should definitely get at least somebody, even if it's like the day of or like, yeah, cousin, like you said, or aunt, uncle, something, somebody to do that. And you just never know. There's so many different elements, you know, to a wedding and you just never know Mm -hmm. what could happen. Yeah. Your officiant could forget that he was supposed to be there. 
that's happened to that's me. happened to me too. Yeah. <laughs> tell me your story uh yeah the guy it was like i don't know an hour late and he was like not showing up he thought it, he ended up thinking it was another day so he wasn't even coming oh my so God. the coordinator the day of coordinators assistant ended up marrying them and he called them the wrong names <laughs> and it was like a five minute long ceremony oh, was, was he ordained I honestly don't know. <laughs> Hosanna heard them. He was doing this wedding with me and he heard them talking like the coordinator giving him a pep talk like, you can do this. You can do this. <laughs> so I don't think he was ordained. I don't know. <laughs> you might not be married, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I felt so bad because he literally called oh, them the no. wrong names. Like I forgot. Oh. Like it was totally he butchered it. But it was it was it was sweet. But it was, <laughs> I mean, it's a story. It now. happens sometimes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this is why, Yeah, you know, it's important. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. My story, actually, the day of coordinator really shined mm -hmm. at this wedding because they, this girl, like I remember it was right before, you know, everything's about to happen and you could just tell something was going on, but she wasn't telling the bride. Like nobody really knew what was going on. So I kind of just snuck out of the bridal room and bridal suite. And I just was like, hey, what's going on? And she texted everybody, all the vendors. Mm -hmm. So that was another thing that I loved about her. It's like she created a group text as soon as all the vendors got there. Yeah. You know, with amazing. the videographer, photographer and everybody else. So that I thought that was really nice because yeah. then we're all on the same page. Mm -hmm. Um. So anyway, she texted us and she's like, hey, officiant is running late. And we're like, OK, he's running late. And then so just shrug it off. Yeah. Well, I talked to her and she's like, no, he's not coming. Oh, like he didn't. <laughs> yeah. He forgot or whatever. And he's an hour and a half away in like Pasadena oh. or something, you know. So it was ridiculous. And so now this wedding coordinator is literally outside downstairs um, just calling everybody that she can around that area to try and come in and save the, the oh, wedding, my gosh. you know. Yeah. And so she's calling and I just see that and I'm like, oh my God. So I kind of went into like, all right, so now the bride's going to be waiting around figuring or wondering what's happening. Happening. So I just went over to the chef quarters and asked them if they could make me a cheese plate. <laughs> not like, for I might me. Eat some cheese no, not for me, Julia. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was so stressed out for them. I needed cheese. <laughs> no. So <laughs> sorry, guys. <laughs> Well, so I go in the, the chef and he makes, you know, a beautiful cheese pl uh, platter for the bride. And so I go up there and I'm about to give it to her just kind of like, hey, I know you're a bit, you know, you know, I think I said like, oh, here's like a snack I brought you guys and all the bridesmaids are like, yay, because, you know, they've been waiting and they're yeah. just, actually none of them knew what was going on yet, you know, Yikes. and then <laughs> then they found out. But literally when they found out, like they were like, oh, yeah, your officiant's running an hour late, but actually he's not coming at all. And like, oh my God. Yeah. And by the way, you might not have an officiant because we haven't found anybody, you know. Yikes. So they, and the bride was standing there like if you're watching the video, you'll see she's just like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, like, what did you just tell so me? So what happened? So you can see her computing. Like, oh OK, what goodness. do I do? Do I cry? Do I yell? Like, yeah. Anyway, she actually smiled because I walked in there with a cheese platter. And she's like, I brought tea. I mean, I said, I was like, I brought you guys snacks or whatever. And she's like, oh, thank you. And like all this stuff. I could <laughs> you not. The cheese really. saved the day. No. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you, I'm not going to say her name, but if you want to, you can let them know that this is actually like what happened. She was like, oh, okay. Cheese is here at least. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so the, everyone's like, everything is fine because the cheese is here. <laughs> no, everything was fine because Kelsey did her job. 
Kelsey was the day mm-hmm. of coordinator. Okay. Okay. Because at this point, Kelsey had already called who knows how many people, but she found somebody who's a, someone who was available. Mm-hmm. And this guy was going to be there or be, you know, there within like 20 minutes because he was in the area That's and amazing. all that stuff. And he was available. He had his suit, you know. Yeah. yeah because, by the way, you guys, like Texas is huge. Mo- it pretty much takes you 40 minutes to get anywhere. It's true. And wedding venues specifically like to be way out in the middle of nowhere. Yes. So anyways, this guy just happened to be really close by and he was there within 30 minutes and he, you know, he did a really good job. Yeah. That's amazing. That's definitely amazing. Cause yeah, but everyone lives imagine? far away. Yeah. That's scary. Honestly, when you invest so much in a day and like everything's running late, like, Hey, I'm paying with like, I've been planning for this for like a year like yeah. or more sometimes. So yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so good that they were able to find somebody, but yeah, getting reliable people is huge, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So if you guys need that wedding coordinator, Hey, let me know. Yeah. <laughs> she sounds amazing. No, she was incredible. Yeah. Sorry. I know I took it somewhere else, but she no, just deserves good. it. <laughs> She's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I mean, that's why, um, again, wedding photographer extraordinaire, future wedding photographer extraordinaire, just get your little ducks in the row, become that bossy potato that you need to be. You have to, you have to part of the job. It is. Yeah. And people expect you to, that's the other thing that I had to overcome. I didn't think people like wanted me to be that way, Mm -hmm. you know, because I knew I could be, but in the beginning I was just kind of like, letting things unfold and I wasn't as like vocal about what I wanted to happen yeah so I would even have like for me I had moments where I was like oh it'd be so cool if I had that shot yeah but then I wouldn't tell the bride and groom I just hope that maybe we would get that shot yeah that ever happened to you yeah sometimes you just gotta make stuff happen and be like hey can we I'm gonna pull you away this is I really see this and I want to do this and let's have everybody point flashlights at you guys and like the DJ and I make the DJ announce you know like hey everyone we're gonna turn off the lights and you're gonna point flashlights at them and cheer and stuff and so I've never done that that sounds cool it took like a group effort (laughs) but yeah I kind of saw that and I was like let's do it and then yeah it's sometimes you just gotta for not, not for stuff but yeah basically for stuff to happen like if you just want make if you have a vision happen. yeah 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 it's you know and then most people no one's gonna really say no to you yeah yeah so I mean you're kind of you and the coordinator are the bosses that day kind yeah. of yeah so you can and the bride and the bride of course but you're you're making it happen so she can just enjoy her day exactly so yeah so um yeah, have a wedding coordinator and put your pricing on your website. Yeah. Know sure. your style. Huge. Yeah. Also, styled shoots are huge. Whenever I did a styled shoot, um, that was a game changer for me because it can kind of show like what you can do because, you know, when you're starting out, you may not get those high end weddings, but with a styled shoot, you can show like more high end stuff. Yeah. And then um, people can just kind of picture what they want with your style on that kind of like stuff. So. So I'm really, really glad you brought up styled shoots because actually that's how I found you in the first place. Really? Oh, yeah. Because the I was getting house. married at the farmhouse. Yeah. And you did a styled shoot at the farmhouse that you shared on Instagram. Yes. And at the time, farmhouse was really new. Mm-hmm. So nobody really had any wedding inspo there yet. Yeah. So you were one of the very first photographers that had a styled shoot there. Yeah. And so I remember finding you through that. Yeah. On Instagram. And because I- like you went in. Or go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember I we did the styled shoot like the day before, the weekend before they had their first wedding or something. And I fell in love with that venue right away. And I was like, I must get married here and I must do a styled shoot here. And 
I, I put it together. It's like planning a mini wedding. I didn't even like have like or pay. Some people paid to like have be a participant in a style shoot that's already put together. But I put this one together myself and it, I you had did? to get. Every, yeah. How did you do that? It was it was like planning a mini wedding. It's not like it's not an easy task. So you yeah. have to get everybody. I got like a, a cake maker. I got a florist. I got a model and her husband who were friends of mine. And how did you find these people? literally Google Instagram and looked at people who were more like portfolio building, not so much people that were already full and like mm-hmm. had a huge following. Cause they're usually not as willing to do it. Cause they're like, I don't need that in my portfolio. Like I got enough stuff, but it's usually the people that are kind of like new, but they're really good and you see their work and they're like, okay, yeah, I need to build my portfolio and have pictures to show. And I would give them the pictures for free and they would give me their flowers or whatever they, you know, stuff yeah. like that. So, and then the wedding dress people, um, I worked with this wedding dress shop like many times and they were always willing and I would just, you know, pick up the dress and bring it back like a day or two later. Yeah. And so and then give them all the pictures to use and stuff. So everyone kind of benefits from a styled shoot. And once I did that styled shoot, I started getting better weddings, the kind like I wanted more. So that was like a game changer for me. Styled shoots are huge. Yeah, they They are. are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's something that like, I mean, if you need to build your portfolio, like reach out to other vendors. Yeah, for sure. And that's what I keep hearing. It's like you actually reaching out to other people. Mm -hmm. You know, I think in the beginning, that's really what I struggled with too. It's just kind of like, okay, well those people are already professional and those people are already doing this. So they probably don't want to hear from me. You yeah. know what I mean? But it's like, no, like just reach out and you never know. Yeah. And I used to be afraid too and be like, nah, I don't want to bug people, blah, blah, blah. But honestly, you're not bugging people. Like if they don't want to work with you, then fine, go find someone who will because someone eventually will mm-hmm. and they will be just as happy as you are about that relationship. And they'll be like, oh my gosh, thank you for the picture. And you're like, oh my gosh, thank you for this. And thanks for being a part and you made this style shoot awesome and so I think yeah don't be afraid to reach out to people make something happen even if it's small it doesn't have to be like a full-blown cake and calligraphy and all that stuff it can be like just a dress and a model and a location and stuff and that's it so yeah dang there's a lot already I mean I feel like we could talk about all things wedding photography yeah like forever there's a lot that you can pack in but yeah yeah so I just want to you know Ask a couple of questions. Okay. Last questions. Okay. Just super quick. Okay. Sure. <laughs> do you use a preset? Um, yes, I do use a preset that's kind of like tweaked, um, a mixture of like a bunch of presets and then tweaked beyond recognition. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's basically what I do. <laughs> Is there a Julia or Sari preset then? No, I mean, not yet, I guess. I mean, maybe one day, but mm-hmm. right now, no. <laughs> okay. And what gear do you use? Um, I use a Canon um, camera, a 5D Mark III, which I don't even think they make anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even upgraded in like four years because, wow. um, yeah, I mean, I'm happy. I've got my uh, shutter changed out, though, because I mm-hmm. used a, I did a lot of pictures, so... But I didn't want to buy a whole new camera because mine's great. And I'm like, I don't want to spend the money on that because I'm I'm a kind of a little bit of like a minimalist when it comes to gear. But Mm -hmm. I use that camera and I have a backup Canon 5D Mark II just in case, you know, but that's the main camera I use is the Mark III. And then um, I use a Canon 35 1.4. That's like one of my favorite lenses. I probably do every Mm -hmm. engagement session with that lens. Canon um, 1.250. 
uh, mm-hmm. millimeter and that's like a very beautiful creamy lens I think you have that one yeah. right yeah don't tell them my secret <laughs> <laughs> and then um the 24 to 70 2.8 mark II version um lens so those are basically the only lenses I have and mm-hmm. they work just fine for me I don't really have a desire for like a whole bunch of lenses like, yeah that's enough for me so you don't you don't need anything else you think that you're set maybe a macro lens that I have macro filters but honestly right now I'm like oh the macro filters take a great picture so I don't really like yeah. feel like I need to spend a thousand dollars on a lens right now maybe later but you know what's the price on a micro filter I mean that's probably like under 50 bucks and you how, know how much is a macro lens uh like a thousand at least <laughs> I think <laughs> so, you'll be okay yeah I think I'm fine <laughs> yeah yeah so I'm a pretty minimal person when it comes to gear I don't need I don't feel like I need a ton of stuff and actually I started my business with just the one the 35 1.4 mm-hmm. and the the camera and that's all I used for like the first two years of being full-time and only like actually maybe three years I only upgraded I only got a second lens maybe in 2018 wow which was not long ago. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your dream wedding? Um, well, probably somewhere in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they have such beautiful locations like, you know, in a cave or castle or something like that. So I do have a wedding um, scheduled for Switzerland this year. Oh, so hopefully take with, me with you. Yeah. I I'll mean, be a second shooter or a second, third shooter or fourth <laughs> shooter. Anything. Just take me Hosanna's with you. just coming. He's not doing anything. Oh, they have well, a video I can person. come and not do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still hoping, you know, the COVID <laughs> stuff won't stop it. You know, but that would that was uh, and I had a wedding in Italy last year, which was a dream wedding for sure. So I've already shot a lot of dream weddings. But yeah, Europe has amazing locations, I think, you know, so. Yeah. More Europe weddings, please. If anyone's in Europe, hire me. Hi, Europe. We're ready. Yes. (laughs) We have the 35 1.4 millimeter ready for you. That's right. (laughs) Bring it on over. (laughs) I actually really want to do a wedding in Europe. It's yeah. It's unlike anything in the U.S. I'm sure people in Europe are like, we want to do weddings in U.S. No, it's true. It's so weird. They're like, I want to go to Texas. I want to go to Houston. They don't. No, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) If you do, let me know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just email us. (laughs) I don't think I've ever heard anybody say they want to come to Texas, actually. No, but they, uh, when I did the wedding in Italy, all the people were from Ireland and they said like, oh, I want to go to the U.S. Everyone, you know, we're tired of Europe. We want to go to the U.S. I'm like, dang, that's so weird. I never think like, but they're, they're so used to like getting a cheap flight to Europe. (laughs) and they want to come here and I'm like wow that's weird because I would never you know (laughs) (laughs) I want to go to Europe so yeah did you have uh, an engagement session that stands out Um, like something crazy out of the ordinary it wasn't in the middle of a field uh well we went I went um there was one year it was a year that I met you 2017 Mm -hmm. it was a crazy week we went to with a couple I went to Marfa with them a week yeah, it was a okay. I this said is, engagement session. No, no, this is a crazy week because of this. <laughs> okay. So two days, we drove ten hours to Marfa, did the engagement session. Excuse me, and then uh, came back the next day. Then I had an engagement shoot in Houston, a wedding in Houston, and then I went back to Big Bend, another ten hours back to Big Bend to the other side wow. of Texas, like that same week. So I had two engagement sessions, but yeah, Marfa and Big Bend were amazing, and um. 
one time a, um, a bride took me to San Diego and we spent like the weekend with them, me and Hosanna with her and her um, fiance. And that was so fun. So travel, uh, travel engagement sessions are super fun, I think. Travel engagement sessions, Europe weddings. It's true. Might as well just live on an airplane. Yeah, it's weird. I haven't <laughs> gone anywhere in a long time because of this uh, COVID stuff, but I'm ready to get back, back on an airplane over here. Yes. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening and tuning in to the Cindy Jeanette podcast. Today we had Julia Arceri. You can find her on Instagram as Julia Arceri. Just get some amazing wedding inspo. If you're looking for an amazing modern. If you want. If you want. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, go do it right now. Right now. (laughs) Unless you're driving. If you're driving right now, hang out. And then, you know, when you get home, follow us. I won't say no. Yes. Well, you should already be following me. If you're not following me, you need to be. (laughs) (laughs) Follow Cindy for sure. Cindy Jeanette underscore. Yes. All right, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in and we will talk to you next time.